Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important, that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Facilitator to realize the self-talk that you're hearing. When I get questions, and the whole reason that I'm doing this video is because I get questions almost every week and a lot lately about this topic because people are observing self-talk in their late-talking kids and they are finding that they want to turn it into speech. They want to either stop it or change it because it's not... It's not regular spoken language. It's different. It's self-talking. So um, when people observe it, they don't know what it is. They don't know what to do. And the first thing everyone who observes self-talk needs to understand is what it is and why it's happening. And that's why I have categorized self-talk into these three categories. So let's talk about the first one. And remember, Everyone uses self-talk, and when you think about the talking to yourself, the talking that's in your head, the talking that happens, like I said, when you're talking to yourself, which one of these categories does your own self-talk fall into, and which one does the late talker that you're observing fall into? Let's talk about what they are, these three categories. Category one is right here. It is called, this is what I'm calling, common self-talk, the self-talk that everybody does every day. Oh, I left my keys in the in the the other room. I've got to buy milk at the grocery store. Oh, what was so and so telling me the other day? That's common self-talk that everyone everyone uses. Now, not everyone produces their self-talk out loud for other people to hear, but a lot of people do and a lot of late talkers do, right? And so how I've described common self-talk is saying out loud the words that one wants or needs to hear from others, right? If you were, if you had a angel or a valet or a nanny or somebody following you around, think about what you do for the late talker or any kid, right? If you're waiting for someone at some point in your life, you stop relying on someone else to tell you what to do and you tell yourself what to do. Even the things that are unpleasant, nobody else is doing it, I guess I'll have to do it. All of that stuff, right? They're words that one wants or needs to hear from someone else. Whether you like it or not, you, even sometimes you tell yourself these things, right? And it's composed of memorized speech. So people who are, who are speakers who talk to themselves, they use the speech that they've memorized. Now, get this, and this is what's really interesting about common self-talk. It doesn't always come in the form of words. It might come in the form of songs. It might come in the form of exclamations that someone said, and it triggers a memory or a thought that said, oh yeah, I remember this makes my late talker cry, and you'll remember the crying, and then you remember what you did before that to either prohibit it or stop it or change it, right? You're always talking to yourself as you decide what to do. And so is the late talker. 
So think about it. The running dialogue that goes on in your head. If a late talker is expressing this, it sounds like what they're thinking about in their head, the running dialogue. And if they're running the memorized speech, remember, this is memorized speech. And if your late talkers exposed to only memorized speech, that's what you're going to hear here. We're going to talk about these other things and the other things you need to know. We're just talking about what this is. So you completely understand that this common self-talk, that's why I call it common, because literally everyone does it. Okay. Now, the second kind of self-talk that people observe in late talkers and they send me messages about that when they when they send me the videos and I see the circumstances and I understand the circumstances around it, that's how I understand and distinguish you because you're analyzing the circumstances around it. You'll know the difference. And this is the second one is practice speech with self-talk. OK, practice self-talk speech is what I guess I should have called this. And this is when. We are imitating words or phrases that one has heard, and they do this as a method of self-rehearsal, right? Someone says, um, I need you to get milk and eggs and cheese from the store. You say to yourself, milk, eggs, cheese, right? It's a way of rehearsal, not to put something into your memory, and late talkers use it as a practice to just have the experience of successful communication of the idea. Right after you say it, they might say it just to make sure they get it, to make sure they understand it, to make sure it gets in there, right? Because that's how you, why you self-talk and you say things to yourself to memorize them, to help you memorize them. So, at that common self-talk is already the memorized speech, but the process of memorizing it and putting it into the memory banks is where practice speech comes into play, okay? So this is necessary and used by everyone as we learn new language. You'll find yourself doing a lot of this if you are learning a second spoken language or a foreign language. You have to practice that a lot yourself, especially if you're studying on Duolingo or one of those apps or something like that. This is why you will observe every single late talker at some stage through their development will use both of the first two kinds, okay? Now, let's talk about the third kind of self-talk, which is echolalia or gestalt speech. Now, what gestalt means is that you take a big idea, like a combination idea, a concept almost, and you get it all organized into one meaningful output that it relies on the other person to interpret that output because you turned that big idea into your own way of communicating it as a way to understand. So like I said, it's an organized whole idea, a concept that is conveyed through these memorized, what I call chunks of speech that have deemed to be effective. Now, number one and number two of the self-talk start and turn into this often in late talkers, okay? So these are the three different kinds. And when you're observing the late talker, the way that you tell which of these three types of self-talk is happening is by observing the environment and 
knowing the meaning behind the words, okay? So the number one thing that I want to review again that we're going to be talking about five things. I see everybody's just starting to join now. Five things that you, every language facilitator needs to understand about self-talk is that everyone uses it and that there are three kinds and that your late talker could be using self-talk, all three kinds, potentially through the process of their spoken language evolution, right? And then, of course, stick around because after I talk about these five things, I'm going to give you six strategies to turn it into. All right. So now, number two, the number two thing that every language facilitator needs to know about self-talk and echolalia is this. The answer to this question, why? Why do some lay talkers use their own memorized, scripted gestalt self-talk speech? Why do they use that? Because remember, they've come up with it from the one and the two, but they're using number three most often as their functional speech. That's kind of what happens here, right? And what causes these kids, these gestalt speakers, to resist the analytic speech work with methods like PECs or what is this or drilling or labeling the picture cards. That's the analytic way. Once I teach them this, then I can test them. Teach, test, reward is analytic. Gestalt is echolalia. Okay. So why do some speakers go ahead and learn talking? Like if you've got two kids, one of them could be learning analytically. They memorize a thing, they develop it, they put it into the language, boom, 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 boom. And then there are other kids who don't. And most of the lay talkers and all of you families that are watching me now who are hearing a lot of echolalia, those kids are gestalt language learners because what they have done, and then here's the answer to number two, spoken language self-develops. All spoken language self-develops, right? We evolve it ourselves, and we talk about that on the channel all the time. It's not programmed. You don't program in someone talking. Everyone self-develops our language. And it comes from the examples that one finds effective, okay? We see or hear something that we know that works when Gestalt language learners, right? And the Gestalt language speakers have been intensely focusing on repetitive examples. Why? To memorize the words and phrases that work. So they use them, right? Now, what's happened is they've tested you, right? These Gestalt language learners have tested their environment by using these bits of speech that we talked about. And the response that they're getting from the bits of speech that they use is training the environment to respond. Now, that's a child-driven language. I do a thing. I see how you react. I, I change how I communicate my bit of speech or sentence or song or whatever. If you try to shut it down, I've got to shift it and try another way because remember, that's the late talker's intentional spoken language, that echolalia. They have an idea, a big idea, and they're trying to communicate it to you. A want, a need, could be any idea, a big idea. And they're using whatever you're hearing to communicate that idea. It could be a single word that's said in a big way. Boom, right? That's a one idea, 
big idea come out in one bit of spoken language, right? Or it could be a mix up of five songs that the late talker learn a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of this because they could be combining these bits into what I call fire hose of spoken language. Because remember, that's how language develops. Analytically, if you're teaching your child to put the bits of their letters into words and the words into sentences and sentences into stories and stories into, right? That's the analytic way, building, building, building. Gestalt language users will just use their own bits of vocabulary to build their own language. That's how it works, right? Now it's their own. So they're going to be intuitively responding. Gestalt language learners depend on their communication partner to respond. And so if you do, it works. So that's why they do it. That's why they like it. And because someone is responding to their gestalt communication, whatever it is, and that works for them, whenever anyone tries to teach them the other way, they will resist it. They'll resist it. And because it's been trained. So why do some kids, here's that question again, why do some lay talkers use their own memorized scripted gestalt and resist the other? It's because in their environment, they've been trained or they've trained you, okay? So the good news about all that is that it's trained. It's trained, which means that you can untrain it, okay? Isn't this exciting? Let's get into number three. Why is a lay talker's self-talk most often incorrect, right? The next thing you need to know if you are a language facilitator is understanding the answer to this question. Why is a lay talker's self talk most often incorrect. And why is that? Because memorization of words and phrases and practice to say them, right? So they've been using both of those previous self-talk I talked about, both the practice one and the common one to reinforce whatever they've memorized. And that, that memorization of words and phrases and practice to say them is happening outside of connected spoken language exchange. It's self-learning, self-directed for self-purposes. It's self-talk. Oh, that works for me. That works for me. They observe you or whatever they're observing. Okay. So again, in this stage, why is a lay talker's speech most often incorrect? Because they're not learning it from people in real functional situations. They're trying to memorize it. They're trying to memorize it so they can, in their own mind, take their big ideas and create some kind of language because they're not using your language. They're using their own. They're creating their own language in their own mind in a way that they hope and pray that you'll respond to because of your previous experiences responding to them, okay? So it's incorrect because it's not functionally, it's not learned functionally. It's learned trial and error, trial and error. And trial and error is full of mistakes. You might hear it perfectly come out, the words perfectly come out, but not in the right context, or in the right context, but not the right words, or the right words in the right context, but not spoken the right way or with the right inflection or the right whatever, because somehow the big idea meaning 
is too big. It's too big for the, the communication that the late talker has access to. All they've got is their memorized bits of speech and behaviors and facial expressions and all that stuff. That's all they've got. They're building a language out of that because that's how language works. And if you are not connected with them facilitating the spoken language you want to see and hear, and they're learning it from wherever they are without a structured plan, then it's theirs and not yours, right? Any kind of foreign language, any kind of language, spoken language has rules and structure and all that stuff, right? Lay talkers, they're making their own rules and structure of their own language based on trial and error. I'm going to try to say this. I'm going to see if it works. If it works, bing. If it doesn't, eh, they throw it out right away. They'll try and try and try and try and try to do things, especially if you respond to them one time. Okay. So now you're not going to correct it because they just want you to respond. They're not in a mindset of you correcting their speech, right? So we're going to get there. Here's number four that you need to know about echolalia self-talk. Number four, what is happening to the functional speech development process? We talked a little bit about this just now. When the lay talkers use these memorized and or scripted words and phrases to communicate, what is happening? Like if everyone does it and it is a normal part of the evolutionary process of spoken language, what's happening? Here's what's happening. Self-talk is helping the late talker regulate. Okay. First of all, it might be just entertaining regulation. I need to get calm because they could have so much anxiety from pressure to perform or whatever in their environment that they need self-talk. Remember, self-talk is what you need to hear from yourself or others. It's going to be okay. They're not going to pressure me. I can do this, right? All of that self-talk, right? They're using it to get ready to learn from you, right? They're using it to get ready to learn from you. It's helping them. That's why you should never stop it. They need it. So it's helping them regulate and focus on learning from you. And speech evolves naturally through practice speech, just like we talked about, and in a similar way to foreign language learning, just like we talked about. So, right, self-talk is important, important. Everyone does it. It is helping the late talker. It's helping them practice words because remember, whenever they do have an output and you respond to it during practice speech time, they are learning that when they do it correct or not. And that's why the strategies I'm going to give you are going to help you so much, right? Because remember, all of this is trainable. It's just an evolutionary process that you as a language facilitator are going to be facilitating this late talker through the process to turn. Remember, this is coming from, this is an evolutionary process that's come from behaviors. First, it was crying. Then it was pointing. Then it was whatever you're hearing now with this echolalia self-talk. And it's going to turn into spoken language that everyone can understand. This is a stage in the process. Okay. Now, 
Here's the last thing that I'm going to tell you you need to know before we get into the strategies. How should facilitators respond when they hear self-talk, right? Okay, so it depends. It depends on the talk. So number one, always acknowledge that there is a message behind the speech, okay? All behavior, all speech is a spoken language behavior, okay? All speech is language is a spoken language behavior. It's a way of conveying. All behavior is communication, communication. Every wink, every toot, everything is a communication. Nonverbal, verbal, conscious or subconscious. Our being is communicating to the world through our behaviors. That's how we do it, how humans do it, okay? And there's always a message behind every single behavior. And it may even just be a feeling because when you see a, that, remember, is one tiny bit of expression that could mean a really big idea. Again, you're going to do this. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, no, she's making me do this. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, all the voices, all the self-talk is behind those behaviors. Some ideas flying around in there, verbally or non-verbally, visually could be images if they don't have words yet. It's still in there, those concepts, those ideas, okay? So when you intuitively know, because you got to connect, how do you respond? The first thing you got to do is connect and understand, acknowledge, understand, and then say what you intuit. Say what you think it is, whatever you think it is, because nine out of 10 times you're going to be right if you connect first, okay? So how should you respond? The first thing you do is you connect and say, wow, look at you. You're talking. You're talking. I hear words because remember, this is a celebration. Your kiddo used to be completely nonverbal and now they're trying. They're trying to talk. It's super important. It's super important. So how should you respond? Always acknowledge it, right? Always, always, always acknowledge it. That's how you do it, okay? Now, let me put this away. Okay, I see there's a comment coming in. I just need to block out here. Sorry about that. And I want to let all of you know, um, thank you. To all of my subscribers and all of you who are watching, this is the perfect time for you to like this video, subscribe to my channel, because this is the kind of content that I produce all the time. And that's why 47% of my viewers are subscribed, because you can come back every single Thursday and ask me questions and all of that stuff. I know we're flying through this. I'm doing great with my time because I've got to get to this next part for you, because that's all why everybody is here, is to find the bonus six strategies to turn this self-talk, one of the three or all of the three, into connected conversation. Because remember what we talked about, this number five concept that you've got to do is what do you, how do you respond, right? How do you respond? So let's talk about these six strategies that are going to help you when you hear self-talk. The number one is always acknowledge the self-talk messages. Just like I said before, listen. Now, remember, this is going to take a little practice for you as a language facilitator if the late talker is using self-talk. 
especially if they're using a lot of it, okay? Because remember, they are actively developing their spoken language expression. These kids are in the process of talking. Let me show you something really quick. In my workbook, I'm going to show you. This is my language facilitation, um, 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook that is available both on paperback and Kindle, also under the title 11-week journey to shift behavior to speaking. If you are outside of the U.S., look for this title. It's also available in the U.S., but I kind of had to do it with the Amazon thing. So each one of these titles are going to help you structure your day to make this conversion happen. And when we start in the process in the workbook, when we look at the levels of spoken language expression that a late talker is using self-talk and echolalia, they're at level three, right? This level here where it talks about parroting, imitation, practice, and trial and error speech. It is not above the line of functional spoken language development yet, but it is still in the effort of I'm on the way. And getting a late talker over the hump from this level to this level is the biggest mindset shift for a late talker because from here to here, here they are developing speech on their own, like I said before, making my own language up, combination of behaviors, trial and error. Is it going to work this time? Is it going to work this time? Is it going to work this time? They're completely depending on other people to interpret their things and also other people to prompt them to do things. Prompt dependence in a language facilitator's end of things also below the line. Everybody's dependent on someone else for the language to be. Someone's got to guess what this means, okay? All of that is below the level. Up here, where a late talker learns to use functional language that's good for everyone, that works consistently, the spoken language that works for every human, that's up here at level four. So just if you are working with the workbook, this is these are the strategies I'm getting ready to give you that are going to help you get over that hump and then take language facilitation further, okay? Because this self-talk is self-directed and spoken language development only happens through connection because we talked about that. That's why the kids are stuck because they're in self-learning mode, self-development mode of their own language and not learning from you, okay? All right, so number one strategy is always, again, acknowledge those messages that are behind it and listen and practice interpreting the messages and seeing, oh, that's self-talk. Oh, he's talking to himself. He's just reassuring himself about whatever. And when they do, when you acknowledge them, you do number two, you participate with common self-talk, right? We all need someone to give us a boost and give us a reassurance. And remember, we do that common self-talk to remind ourselves of things and to give ourselves a boost and to give ourselves confidence and to calm ourselves down and regulate ourselves when we're scared. That's it. And so if you see a late talker, you observe them using regulatory self-talk. I'm going to be okay. We're going to be all right. The thing is, they might review their, their schedule through their head because remember, regulation with their visual schedule helps them stay calm. 
you want to participate. So share your opinion about the idea. You're right. You're on schedule. Agree with them because now you've their self-talk is correct. Oh boy, I'm on the right track because that's all you want to hear when you're doing self-talk and you're analyzing, is it good? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Is you want to hear someone say you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. So it's going to help the late talker stay regulated when you acknowledge that they are self-regulating. Yep, you're regulated. You got this. You're on task. You've got this. You're doing whatever. And if they're talking about, I have to, you know, they're going to talk themselves through the stuff that's challenging. That's what we all do in common self-talk. We don't use it with stuff that's subconscious that we do without thinking. You don't talk yourself through brushing your teeth. It just happens. In fact, you probably are at the point where you do other things while you brush your teeth. But late talkers, while they're learning, they're 100% in their thing. I got to grab the toothbrush. I got to put the toothpaste on. Am I doing it right? Am I doing enough toothpaste? Am I doing it? Because they're just learning every functional skill. They're talking themselves through it and talking themselves through it. Best thing you can do is talk them through anything you teach them. Be that voice. They won't self-talk if they hear it from you. They're looking for it. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. So chime in. Do it with them. They'll talk with you. You're not going to stop them from learning by you talking with them. If they're repeating the same thing, they need to hear it. They need to hear it. That's why we self-talk, okay? Now, move forward with it by, instead of just telling them, yep, you're right, yep, you're right. Like I said, agree or disagree with the concept presented because remember, if it's a bad one, I'm bad. I did terrible things. I'm a bad, right? Because if kids heard that from someone else and they're self-talking bad stuff to themselves, then you jump in and disagree with that. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think you're uh, thinking things wrong again because remember, we all lie to ourselves, we all do, right? We talk down to ourselves. We put ourselves down because we hear other people doing it, especially if we hear other people doing it. Lay talkers do it too. They're put down a lot by other people. So you need to always talk about it. Agree or disagree with the concept and talk about why you feel the way you do. I, You're right. That's a good idea. Or I don't think so. I'm not sure that's such a good idea. I don't think that's true that you're bad. I think that you are amazing and what you're talking to yourself, you're telling yourself fibs because that's not true. The late talker will so appreciate because remember, they're at the stage now where they're relying on you. They're already relying on you to guess what these echolalic self-talk things mean and respond to them. That's why they're using them with you over and over and over and over and over again, right? What is she doing this time? Is she going to do it this time? Because trial and error doesn't happen once. Sometimes it does. If it's a big thing, it can, it can, it can. All right. So this is a super important concept right here. Super, super important concept. Okay. Ethio says you are amazing. That's so very nice. If you guys have questions about this regarding self-talk and what's going on and how to use it and how you're responding and what kind of self-talk you hear, put that in the comments right now, because I am super curious to see now if you are able to pick out what kind of self-talk your lay talker is using and it, it, any time of the day, it could change. It could change. All right. So let's talk about the next thing that you need to do right now. The number three bonus tip to help you get going is this one. Recast those practice self talk 
into accurate models. Because remember, I told you, practice self-talk. That's what I call it, practice self-talk speech. Because it's like, okay, is this going to work? I'm going to throw one out there. The trials. These are the trials of the trial and error is what practice self-talk speech is. And it's not accurate. We talked about it's not going to be accurate. It's going to be, all right, let's see if this works. Throw into the wall and see what sticks, right? That's it. And so what you want to do is you want to show them what sticks. Repeat the message in your own words using familiar vocabulary and accurate grammar. So if they're singing song, baby shark, and that's sort of your gestalt, knowing that they always want to go take a bath because in the bathtub is where you sing the baby shark song and you play sharks. And suddenly your late talker starts singing baby shark and you know in your head that gestalt echolalia means the bigger idea of I want to go take a bath, mom, because I love how we sing the baby shark song. I don't want to take a bath to get clean. I don't want to take a bath to whatever. I want to take a bath because I want the baby shark experience that I had before that I remember. I know I remember every bit of that wonderful time with you and I want to have it again, right? So what you want to do is that's a whole lot. Holy cow, right? That big, big idea of I know you want to hear the baby shark song and yada, 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 yada. That's a lot of talking. You have to break it down. Remember, your late talker is learning in these moments. They're trial and erring. How is she going to respond? How is she going to respond? They're throwing it out. Remember how I talk about how your language models, you lay it down and the late talker will pick it up. They're laying it down to see if you'll pick it up and how you pick it up and what you do with it when you pick it up, right? Are you going to pick it up and yell at them? Are you going to pick, right? That's what they're doing. They're actually trying. That's why they're level three, because they're not, they're on their own. They're throwing out something here, okay? They're giving you their best. They are. It's their best. Even though it's not accurate, it is their best. And they want to see, is it right? So you go, oh, first thing you do is you say that you're trying to talk about XYZ, Peppa Pig, Mickey Mouse, Going Potty, the Baby Shark song. You're talking about Baby Shark. You remember our tubby time with Baby Shark song. I love Baby Shark song too. Remember sharing your opinion about that echolalia is the first thing you do. Is it a good idea that they're thinking? Because if you do connect with their good idea, that's connection. That's how you get it with them, right? And then you can teach them. But first, you got to reach them before you can teach them. So you reach them by connecting, by recasting whatever they're laying out. I get you. You're talking about this. And then see how they respond. They're going to immediately bump up into self-practice talk because you're going to be saying the actual words that they say, and they're going to imitate the correct way to say it. Yeah, tub shark. Yeah, tub time. Tub time, baby shark. Now... Baby shark doo doo has turned into a real communication that everybody could understand. Even dad, maybe not everybody, but dad at least could get. It's evolving, you see. It's evolving that late talking, whatever they gave you, because you know what it means. That's the big important part here. 
is that you in connect with the late talker. You talk about you know what it means, and then you give it back to them in a way that they could pick it up. Not long, blah, 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 talking because they're not in that receptive. They want to see an immediate does it work. They're prompting you just like you've prompted them to see, is my kid going to follow the direction when I say go turn off the light? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? They're testing you the same way you test them, right? You got to give these late talkers credit. They are on a mission. They're learning to talk. They're learning to use their words to get you to do stuff and they will not stop. They will not stop if you help them. Okay. Number four, slow your speech models during connection time. So once you get connected, use easy, effective, familiar words in your ever-changing speech models. You, please don't say blue Plato. <laughs> I got someone from uh, one of my clients that I'm talking about the interaction of playing with Play-Doh and all they could say was blue Play-Doh, blue Play-Doh, blue Play-Doh, blue Play-Doh, those labels, right? Get rid of those labels. Late talkers who are in gestalt speech, they know all the labels. They need to know. Remember, they've learned them all on their own. The way, the reason they're connecting with you is to learn how to use these words. What about the blue Play-Doh? Blue Play-Doh. You're squishing blue Play-Doh. It feels squishy. It's in my fingers. It's whatever, right? Slow down and talk about if the facial expression says it's sticky, you say it's sticky. That's what happened actually during this video that I'm thinking about was the late talker was playing with the Play-Doh. The mom was saying, blue Play-Doh, blue Play-Doh. And the kids started singing a sticky, icky, icky song. And dad in the other room heard the sticky, icky, icky song and started jumping in. Pluto, blue Play-Doh is sticky, icky, icky. Blue Play-Doh is sticky. And then the blue Play-Doh got a whole new idea in the kids. You could see his face light up. He got it. He responded to what I threw out because mom was modeling speech, but it was so limited that it wasn't helpful or effective. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about the next one. Connect and teach new, new functional language. I got, I'm getting ahead of myself with these things because they're all, they all feed together, right? You need to review your experiences. You have, you go things, take video of them, watch them on the TV and review them. Discuss your plans. We're going to the party. We're buying our clothes. We're getting our whatever, getting ready to go to the grocery store. We're making our list. We're putting on our shoes. Talk about that stuff. Share your ideas. Involve the late talker in planning, prep, and cleanup for your activities. Don't just create things and have them show up because the whole idea of the process of teaching these things is to equip and empower them to be independent, right? So that you don't have to guide them through the whole thing and you don't have to prepare the whole thing before they go. You want to raise adults, not babies, right? You're equipping and empowering them. So connect and teach new functional language, not labels. Start with verbs, start with prepositions, start with people and, you know, what they're doing and, and the differences between people, comparing people and that use those things that you know, right? Okay. Number six, use child-driven fun learning and problem solving. Don't figure out, don't get flashcards, don't get new puzzles, don't get a Gemini app, don't get that stuff. Plan activities, 
plan fun things, little challenges that you're going to do together with the lay talker. Just plan stuff to do. We're going to dig a hole. Start with that. You know, we're going to wash the dishes. We're going to take a walk around the house. I mean, literally every activity, the prep, the activity, the cleanup, the processing, the transition from one activity to the other activity. This is all the language models your late talker needs. Because remember, they have been learning. Late talkers who use self-talk in echolalia have been learning language and developing language on their own. They have not connected with the speech therapist except to memorize what they teach them. They've not connected with the TV because there's no connection there except to memorize what it can give them. They've not connected with you even except to memorize your response to their whatever, you know, whatever they learned from other places and to memorize what you give them. Okay. So your time with the lay talker and the language that they are hearing should be 99% humans talking to them about the things that they are doing because that's missing. It's missing in every late talker who uses self-talk. That's why your late talker is using self-talk because they have not found a facilitator who they trust to give them the language they need to develop their big ideas and communicate them to other people. The language that they're getting and the training that they're getting is causing them to be self-directed, gestalt. They don't learn the memories that other way. They learn their own way. They learn from what they get. So this is it. These activities are your chance to motivate a reluctant talker to start talking because now you're giving them the spoken language they need to solve their problems. I need a cookie. I want more time. I need you more. And the bonus is that you're connected with the lay talker more. And the reality is that in a 24-hour period of time, in total, two to three hours of dedicated language models using the strategies that I gave you today will get you above that line. It will. In 11 weeks or less, that is the strategy that helps you get there. It's the only strategy that helps you get there with a Gestalt language learner who's self-talking and using echolalia. So now's your chance to get out and get it done because there's no reason for you to not use these strategies in your life. So here's the workbook. If you want to learn how to do this step-by-step, step, the 11-week language facilitation journey to speech, you can write in here, you can take it down. And then if the workbook isn't your cup of tea and you want somebody to hold your hand and guide you all the way through this, then you can visit wavesofcommunication.com and work with me as your coach. I have programs where I train parents to do this, okay? Most of the lay talkers that um, are in the care of people who work with me, because I don't work with the kids. I only work with parents and caregivers who 
spend two to three hours a day with the late talker. I can't spend two to three hours a day with the late talker. They don't need me. They need you. They need the person watching this video to facilitate the spoken language that they need. And you're that person. And honestly, if you don't take on the role, who will? Who will be the one to facilitate the spoken language your late talker needs? Because the more you try to pull them out of their way of learning at this gestalt and try to force any kind of change in learning style. I mean, this is just a learning style that these lay talkers have, and I've just given you the way to work with it. Okay. So natural language facilitation works. Children who are all the way from two years old to 17, 18, 19 years old, their parents are using these strategies to equip and empower these lay talkers to shift their self-talk into expression that other people can use. And then once their confidence improves and their language skills improve, then their social skills improve and um, they can they have opportunities that they can't they couldn't have before they had a grip on using spoken language. So if you've got a late talker who's older and they're talking, but it's all in these gestalt phrases that are only able to be understood by people who know how to decipher your kids talk, you know, Joey talk or Sammy talk or a beeps talk, you know, whoever that one kid, right? Their language is remember not general to the world. It's specific to their facilitator and some people feed into this, especially with little kids and the tech and all of that stuff. But remember, it's all about functional activities that help you get from echolalia and self-talk into functional spoken language. And you can do it in your household every single day. Lots to learn here on the Waves of Communication platform. Thanks for tuning in today. With a whole range of Waves of Communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create nonstop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.